into the contest. It is Monday the 30th of May. Welcome to Afternoon Sport. Tim Gilbert here. I'm joined by my mate and co-host Shane Lee. Now, Shane, uh, um, you're heading to a party, mate, and it's got a <laughs> special touch to it. Tell me more. Well, I got an invitation on the weekend from a good mate of mine, Paul Noble, who's a, who's a pom, and he's having a, a, a party uh, in a week or so for the Queen's Jubilee. Um, interesting mm. party. He said there's going to be pork pies there and, and, and plenty of uh, plenty of English drinks, probably Pims and Pims and lemonade, I would say, but you have to come as your favourite royal. Ooh. Now, I've spoken to a few boys who are going. Not many people are putting their hand on to be Prince Andrew, no, that's for sure. No. No. <laughs> so, so I think what I'm going to go as, mate, I'm just going to um, wear a horse mask and go as Princess Anne. Oh. Is <laughs> that a bit harsh? It's slightly, slightly. <laughs> I don't know where to take that. Um, there's a lot of sport on the way today. Real Madrid crushes Liverpool. The Big Bash, Chris Lynn. Well, he's doing well in England. And, of course, the State of Origin team's pick. We're not far away. John O'Brien is a legend of Australia's beer industry. In 2003, he dreamed of producing a great-tasting beer that could be enjoyed by everyone, free from the ill effects of mass-produced wheat and barley. John began a brewing journey blending unique aromas and flavours offered by ancient grains such as sorghum and millet. He perfected recipes over time which have led to 40 local and international awards, including three gold medals at the Australian International Beer Awards, a gold medal at the Indies and a silver medal at the Beer World Cup. Proudly 100% Aussie-owned, made in Ballarat, O'Brien Beer is Australia's most awarded gluten-free beer and widely available around Australia through major retailers and online at rebellionbrewing.com.au. O'Brien Beer, the beer that loves you back. So Liverpool, we saw that cracker last Monday where Manchester City obviously were not playing Liverpool, but those two teams were contending uh, for the EPL title and Man City came back from... Uh, two nil down over the last forty minutes to win, and Liverpool obviously uh, were relegated into second place on the EPL. So they set their hopes on uh, Europe and the Champions League, and beaten by Real Madrid, a tough week for Liverpool fans. Yeah, tough week. They be shattered the Liverpool supporters. I had no idea there were so many uh, Spanish people living in Mossman. There's a lot of Real Madrid scarves around yesterday, but uh, look, Liverpool started well. They hit the post I think once or twice. The mm. the Real Madrid we keep. Uh, I was going to say weird keeper, the goalkeeper um, made a couple of great saves. But yeah, um, Real Madrid getting there 1-0 in the end. The game was delayed for almost an hour at the start too, Tim, due to congestion outside the ground and getting people in there. They finally kicked off and it was, uh, unfortunately for Liverpool supporters, it was Real Madrid's day, the 14th title. Yeah, and what about uh, back home, Western United and John Aloisi, of course, well done. And uh, on the back of that, and understandably, he wants um, to be re-signed. And so he should. How well has he done? His first year he's taken uh, Western United to their first premiership title in the A-League. Uh, a great win. He's, look, he's gone from the undesirable um, as a coach to the undeniable in, 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 in one year. And to beat their cross-town rivals, uh, Melbourne City, 2-0 on Saturday, uh, to take them to their first victory, look, he's a potential uh, Socceroos coach, I think. Yeah, yeah, well, I mean, he's done it on the field for the Socceroos too, hasn't he, John yep. Aloisi? Now, in the cricket, uh, look, we often look overseas to the IPL and what goes on there. We don't 
always have a look at T20 action elsewhere around the world. But the uh, very talented, explosive Chris Lynn has sent a signal to let everyone know he's still about over there in England. Yeah, he's 32 years of age now, Chris Lynn, and it's been dropped um, from the Brisbane Heat. He was sort of their first marquee signed player. Uh, we all know he hit the ball. He's played a number of games for Australia. Um, but playing for North Hands, he scored 83 off only 46 balls. Absolutely smashing Durham. I think he hit five or six sixes there, um, smashing the ball to all parts of the ground. Uh, it's funny, he's sort of gone, he's poking his head into business um, in, in the last few years and, and may have taken his eye off the ball up there in Brisbane, but showing form there that he's still got it, that's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. What do you think of Camilla, Camilla Georgie's um, dress at uh, the French Open? I thought it was a nice dress, but uh, unfortunately the um, the logo, the advertising logo on her um, top was too big, apparently. There are strict restrictions around the size of logos you can use. Um, but she basically said, I don't have a change of clothes. So, And I've played in this outfit before. Um, so she she went ahead and played. But, yeah, I think she'll end up with a, with a serious fine there. Yeah, it was interesting, wasn't it? Um, like, mm. I, I found it a, a little odd uh, because – and as she came out and said, she goes, I've worn this before. Hmm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, a strange one, mate. It was uh, – it was a big logo, but it was definitely a nice dress. Yeah, absolutely. I it was nice, oh, absolutely yeah. presented beautifully. I wouldn't call myself a fashionista <laughs> or a great judge of what's going down uh, you know, the, in the fashion world, but yeah, looked lovely. Absolutely lovely. Now, Boris Becker at the moment is wearing greens and stripes, and um, uh, he's a strange wife. Well, uh, she's she's come over the top as well. She has, mate. And uh, Lily Becker, he's, he's a strange wife, as you said, has come out and said that Boris had it all and has basically effed it all up. Um, she's really, really angry with him at the moment because she's had to now tell their 12-year-old son, uh, Mateos, that uh, dad's in jail, and she said it's the worst thing she's ever had to do. Um, she's extremely angry, and she said, look, Boris will be fine inside jail. He'll ch- he charms everyone, and, and there will be no difference in there, but uh, I'm sure it's going to be quite frightening for Boris uh, spending 30 months behind bars. Yeah, I don't know whether uh, no. it's going to be the breeze that she thinks it is. No. Um, certainly, I mean, the menu's not long, is it, um, <laughs> when you go in for lunch? No. Stay with us. We've got all the AFL, the NRL, State of Origin, of course, just around the corner. Now, what did you think of Chad Wingard in in the AFL? He got blasted a couple of times by Chad Corns. First for sort of taking a dive, second for being boastful. I mean, his side did get flogged. They did. Uh, Chad Wingard, the the Hawthorne veteran, look, they had a fantastic win. They smoked Brisbane last week. Um, Mm. And then they followed followed that up with a really 67-point loss to the Gold Coast. They got smoked there. But look, I can see what um, uh, Kane Corns is saying, that, that the Wingard, he tried when the team was really struggling, he tried to get to something to happen, and he took a few dives. He was flinging himself back, looking for the free kick. It was a real, it was a real lot of role play going on there. And um, yeah, I think he's just sort of pulling up, saying, mate, you don't be too boastful, and then carry on like that on the field. And uh, particularly as a senior player, it's not a great look. That was a cracking win by the Swans. Controversial, oh. uh, as seen by some, the finish over Richmond. But uh, it was a real sort of uh, back-to-form moment for them. Buddy Franklin, brilliant with five goals, but he also faces a one-week ban. What did you make of that strike? 
Uh, I think I think he will get a one week, mate. I unfortunately have to say it, and we're, and we're playing Melbourne next week. I I watched mm. this game and I, and I honestly I was so close to turning the match off at halftime, in not in disgust but in disappointment on how bad the Swans were playing against the Tigers. And they I, luckily I kept it on, mate, and they came home as one of the great games, uh, winning one hundred and six to one hundred. And um, yeah, but the strike on Trent Cochin, uh, I think Buddy will have to take the early plea and get a one week ban, which will mean he'll miss. Playing the Red Leds next week, and and uh, they're coming off a loss. We really, we really need Buddy because that's going to be a huge match. Yeah, they're coming off that loss to uh, yeah. Fremantle. That was that yep. was interesting. First one. Um, now, Freddie Fiddler, I'll be hosting the um, the event tonight, the True Blues, where we will cool. see the State of Origin team for New South Wales. And look, there are a number of players out, but boy, don't they still look very, very strong, particularly with that uh, Penrith spine. Yeah, they do. And this is where Fiddler, I think, is a fantastic coach. He's seen issues in Brisbane with Payne Hass of recent times. And the rumour is Payne Hass was really disappointed on how he's been treated, particularly compared to someone like the young kid Selwyn Cobbo, who went didn't show up to training for a week, and he said that he was treated differently. Well, Freddie knows that uh, that Payne is a huge part of his of his not only his pack but his team, and he got on the phone to make sure he was okay first, and he says that he is. So he's really putting a bit of love out there, putting his arm around him. It's really, really good leadership from Freddie. It is good, isn't it? And uh, yeah. look, it's interesting, Queensland, they, they're going to be very strong. This is going mm-hmm. to be quite a series. I know that we won uh, the series with three games in Queensland last year, but when you think mm. of Munster, Ponga looks like he's going to play at fullback. Ben Hunt's in form with the Dragons, and the list goes on. Harry Grant? Yeah, I think so, mate. And I, and I agree. I think Ponga will play fullback. Um, but yeah, they're going to be a lot tougher than, than, than we thought. Particularly if you're looking back, as you said, Tim, only a few months ago, we almost had an unbeatable squad there. Um, I don't think that's going to be the case now. It's going to be a lot closer than we think. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we, we'll still get the chocolates, though, won't we? Don't you think? Yes, we will. Of course, we will. What do you think of Josh Adokar <laughs> being? Um, well, I mean, I thought this made sense. Like he hasn't been. Oh, look, he's been playing in a poor football team, which doesn't make it easy. But he really has been below his lofty standards. That's meant that Daniel Tupo's come back in. Yeah, it does. And um, they're also looking at Sawali too being included in the squad, which is an interesting selection. Uh, whether he goes ahead and makes the final cut, we'll wait and see. But uh, look, I, I think it's the right time. I think he's at the back end of his career, hence the reason why he had to leave the storm um, and go to the Bulldogs. And you're not playing in form, then you shouldn't be picked. Yeah, and it looks like Angus Crichton wants to stay at the Red, White and Bloosters. Yeah, well, I, I would too if I was him. Look, there's rumours going around that if he, due to the salary cap, but somehow the Roosters always seem to get around that somehow. Um, there's some off-market transfer or something I think they do. But uh, uh, the, the, the talk is whether he goes to the Tigers or potentially um, goes to Rugby Union for this year's World Cup. So, um, But his number one choice is to stay in the Red, White and Blue. Yeah, and look from from my point of view, I think he should stay. Um, yeah, they are they are a great football club. He's obviously was at South for a while, but he's done really good things at mm. the Roosters, and um, yeah, it's good to see things straightening out for him. He's a good young guy. Now, boxing, um, Floyd Mayweather, this prodigy of his, Gavonta Davis. It looked this hit. I watched it online. It was just savage. He almost killed the bloke, mate. Go and. Everyone should have a look at this, as you said, on YouTube. At this punch, it's a left straight punch that knocked the guy out. And oh, the power. Uh, it's, um, yeah, you see some. I remember Mike Tyson, some of the hits he used to punch guys with and knock them out with. It was sickening. But this is that's is up there for, for someone that's not quite um, in that weight class. That's for sure. Bloody big, big hitting. 
Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, a bit like you on Paul Gallon when the fight actually happens. <laughs> what, 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 what about Daniel Ricciardo? It's, it's, is it all falling apart for him? Yeah, look, I think he's gone. I think he's absolutely gone. I think um, I've just noticed in the last year he's doing a lot of social media stuff. He's doing a lot of promotion. He clearly wants to go into the commentary side of things. Um, but once again, he crashed in um, the, the warm-up um, laps and he's now um, sort of settled at 14th on the grid again. And it's way, way uh, below his teammate in Lenando Norris, who's finished fifth. His, his performances aren't there, and I think he will be cut at the end of this year. Yeah, and Liz Cambage, it seems to be yeah. an ongoing saga. Ben Simmons in the men's, her her in the women's. Um, yeah, every every time you turn a page, either online or in a newspaper, um, there's another story of something. Yeah, and she's carrying on again, and... I love what the Apples are doing here. They're shrugging it all off. They're saying these are old revela- uh, uh, revelations. Um, the team's now looking forward to this year's World Cup. Uh, you've got young Charlotte Hill saying things like, well, we're trying to rebuild our culture and we're doing it without her. Um, I think it's the right thing that they're doing. Uh, ignore her and it'll go away. Yep, sometimes sometimes it doesn't yep. matter how good someone is. and that It can be sport, can be work, can be anything. If they're too mm. much of a problem... Um, you've got to just march in a different direction. All right, finishing up on a, on a brighter note, Ian Healy, I love him. Um, great guy. Uh, the only thing wrong with Ian Healy is he's a State of Origin supporter for Queensland. <laughs> he is, mate. A big supporter. And I, I was with him only about, this is, this is going back 10, 12 years ago, uh, mm. when he was involved as a cricketer, but part of the Queensland State of Origin sort of pre-camp setup. Um, and he, he gave he was me... taping up all the cameras for Wayne Bennett. I remember it. I was trying. Yeah. And he basically oh. gave information around um, how they won most of the games. And they said that part of their pre-game plan was to talk up Paul Gallen, how tough he was and, and how many yards he would make. And he said that Paul Gallen used to fall in the trap every time, not pass the ball, uh, run up, get the most yards, think he was the toughest... But Queensland would win the state of origin for many years in a row there, and they said it was pretty much down to Paul uh, Paul Gallon's ego that they played up to, and hence won the matches. There you go. When are we going? When are we going to get this fight? <laughs> I don't know. But I sort of keep putting barbs into him. <laughs> That's it for Afternoon Sport today. Make sure you hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen. A big thank you to our sponsors. Our fantastic sponsors, O'Brien Beer, the beer that loves you back. And, of course, our wonderful producer, Dan McHugh. We're back tomorrow with your daily dose of sport. We'll see you then, guys. Take care. Building Resilience Podcast. They play in different arenas, but sports and business have massive similarities. Elite athletes and top business leaders flourish through the physical and psychological demands their high-stress careers place on them. The Building Resilience Podcast explores the world of sport and deconstructs the tools and ethos of world-class athletes that can help us create growth and optimize business and life. Come find the Building Resilience Podcast on your favorite podcast app.